Welcome back to the PKD Dietitian Podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me, and we are welcoming Kira from PKD Wellness. Hello and welcome, Kira. Thanks for having me, Diana. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Absolutely. Super jazzed for you to be here. Now, there's probably some listeners that aren't familiar with you or don't know you, but they will soon. For them, can you introduce yourself? Tell a little bit about where you're from and your PKD journey. Of course. So I am a registered nutritionist from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, where I live with my husband and my two young boys. I'm a PKD advocate and wellness educator, and I am connected to PKD because I personally live with polycystic kidney disease. I'm taking a proactive approach to my health every day, trying my best to feel my best and to delay kidney failure. And I'm sharing about this online. I'm actually fourth or maybe even fifth generation that we know of in my family to have this disease. I grew up around PKD with my mom, aunts and uncles, often discussing it at family functions. And I have a very large family. So PKD is fairly prominent. My two uncles, my aunt and my mom have all received new kidneys in the past 20 years. So it's been very inspiring to watch their stories. As a kid, PKD seemed like a bit of a scary topic for me. So when I was diagnosed at 17, it hit me pretty hard. I was just finishing high school and was terrified about what the future might hold. And at the time of my diagnosis, I could never have imagined doing what I'm doing now, sitting here talking to you about my health publicly. So I can say that that does get easier over time. Thank you for that. Wow. 17 is is a baby a baby to get diagnosed. And I think a lot of people listening can relate to PKD being passed through their family and seeing loved ones struggle with it. Take me back from when you were young and got diagnosed to studying nutrition. How did that happen? Well, studying nutrition uh, happened a lot later in life. So I'll tell you a bit about that story quickly. Last year I started PKD Wellness, so it's fairly new. And how I got there was a bit interesting. Growing up, my mom, who has PKD, inspired me to eat well and stay active. So I did lots of sports and I was always moving and always trying my best to eat well. And she really made sure that I did. And I've maintained this mentality with my own kids. I graduated from university in 2010 with an arts degree. Um, so I studied history and English, but during my, oh my study, gosh, I studied art history too. <laughs> so Go funny. Figure. It seems random, but maybe it's not totally random, but maybe not. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Go on. No, that's all right. I took a summer elective course actually one year and it was nutrition 101 and I fell completely in love. I was always curious about nutrition, but it was never in my official plan to study it. Um, And then fast forward a few years and I was working in consumer insights or market research. I got married, had two babies. Becoming a parent really motivated me in many ways. So after mat leave in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, I worked up the courage to go back to school and to study nutrition finally after thinking about it forever. Um, And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I was in my 30s, living with PKD and starting to realize the progression of things. I've been told there was nothing I could do except drink more water, reduce my sodium intake, but I needed more than that. And it was finally time to go and get that information for myself. I really was craving greater knowledge so that I could feel empowered on my journey as a PKD patient. So I went for it. 
I and love that story. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely you know, a really great motivator to get me on the right path. And I, I truly feel that we know so much about nutrition and PKD, but it's just not common knowledge. Mm-hmm. And once you start digging and wading through some of the scientific information, you're like, hold on, how come nobody's told me told me this before? Exactly. There's power in what I eat. I'm, There's I'm right power there in knowledge. There's power in what you eat. It's just a matter of sharing that with people and having them learn how to make their own decisions and feel good about their health. That's kind of why I got onto this road towards creating PKD Wellness because I became a registered nutritionist and I started a company called Foods to Glow under which I consulted with nutrition clients one-on-one. And that was just like general nutrition stuff, not pertaining to PKD specifically. My goal was just to help people learn how to nourish themselves better and to gain an understanding of the power of real food. But then last year in the spring, things evolved because I landed in the hospital with a ruptured kidney cyst. It's all because I had tried to get back into running, which was something I really love and I grew up doing but my big kidneys were not having it at all. And they rebelled against me and my efforts. And I was left feeling very frustrated and scared. Up until this point, I'd lived a relatively symptom-free life with PKD. But after that incident, I realized I didn't have a community to to lean on and I was craving connection. So I went online and took my very personal challenge and turned it into an opportunity to help others because I realized if I'm feeling this way, I bet there are many others out there and I want to find them. That's where I'm at today, trying to offer inspiration and and support to the community and um, trying to have an impact. And I know we connected pretty early on through Instagram. And folks, if you haven't checked out her PKD Wellness Instagram, absolutely go check it out. It is so gorgeous. I am not artistically uh, or visually talented, but man, it is beautiful. So go check it out that aside, but we connected on Instagram and, and I've, I've seen you evolve and, and your voice kind of come out from I'm here to much stronger. I'm here. And it's been a really nice growth pattern. Well, growth's not the right word. It is a bit but, of personal growth coming out of my shell yes. a bit to have a voice and be an advocate. What I'm finding through all my work with PKD community is that our generation is changing that within PKD. Like a lot of the older folks I speak with, their parents didn't talk about it. They weren't open like your family. It was hush hush and there was like a shame somewhat attached to it. And I feel that for people in the community, especially like yourself that are being vulnerable and honest and out there, that it's changing the trajectory of PKD. Yeah, I see really great things happening for our generation because I think we know we can do better. I think we're all feeling, even though it can be scary, I think we're feeling optimistic and we're getting pretty good at cheering each other on. I agree. And and me personally, and this is a big reason why we connected is I am such a huge proponent of community and connection. Mm -hmm. I have met so many people that say PKD is a lonely disease or they, there's no one they can relate to, or they think it's only them. And as soon as they come into a community, that connection takes away so much anxiety, so much 
fear. It's, yes. it's powerful. Well, it kind of leads me into like, if people go onto your website and guys, we're going to share all that information at the end. So don't frantically go Googling. We're going to share it all. Your mission and goals are knowledge, community, and empowerment. Tell me a little bit about those and what mm-hmm. you're doing for them. Well, my goal here is to uplift the PKD community as both a wellness professional, but also as a PKDer who was once looking for more as a patient. Um, so I'm here to bring knowledge, community, and empowerment to others like me. Knowledge is important because I believe this is a key factor in feeling empowered on your journey. And I like to share educational information about diet, lifestyle, and mental health to help point people in the right direction. When you know better, you do better, right? And unfortunately, like me, many people are told there's not much that can be done to slow the progression of PKD, which simply is not true. There's always something to be done. It's just a matter of being open to it and understanding where to start. And community is, I think, at the center of wellness, especially for those living with a unique chronic illness like polycystic kidney disease, like you've mentioned. You need to be around people who not only support you and lift you up, but who can validate your feelings and offer firsthand advice. Every PKDer deserves this. And I can say with confidence that having a community has changed everything for me. I've had the privilege of speaking with many people around the world and it's diminished some of the fear that I've had and it's motivated me to share my story and keep putting myself out there. And then lastly, empowerment is ultimately what I want for all PKD patients. It's I, I want all of us to feel like we have some say, some control over what's happening in our lives. And for me, the best way to feel this is through diet and lifestyle. And because when I wake up each day, I realize I have many opportunities to make supportive choices that will help me get the most out of life. These empowered choices are what help me slow the progression of this disease. And that is hugely motivating. So that's kind of what keeps me going every day. One thing I hear a lot from people is I need some sense of control. I can't control anything and and I have to do all of this. I like the way that you approach it better than saying, I want to control this. It's Mm -hmm. more like, okay, I'm going to make diet and lifestyle choices that support my health and also my mental health. And I'm going to connect with people. So let's dig into some of those diet and lifestyle choices. What changed for you? particularly after you did that shift in, okay, I'm going to learn about nutrition and the benefits to helping other people in the community. Tell me a little bit about that, what that looks like. I would say at home, what I have been doing, and this might seem kind of simple, is I've really been focusing on a shift from those packaged convenience foods to more real food. And that alone has made a huge difference. It has helped with my energy levels. It's helped me feel happier and more engaged. So I I try to spend more time cooking in that way. Again, I'm having more control over what goes into my body because I don't have to check through this long list of ingredients. I know exactly what's in there. Yeah, that's kind of how I am being in control of my own diet and I'm doing the same for my family. And I'm trying to get that message out there to the community as well. You don't have to be a master chef to do this. You just need to kind of take a step back, think about what you like to eat. Think about a few little swaps you could make. What are your favorite snacks? You know, could they be more of a whole food option? So starting small, I think that's actually my best piece of advice there is to start small um, and not just try to completely change your entire diet 
try to take it one step at a time. So that's the mentality that I have maintained over the past year or so since I started making some pretty serious changes because ultimately you want these changes to stick forever. You don't want to just do something that'll boring or tenuous or something that you'll burn out over doing. So you have to kind of find your own way in that way. Doable and have it taste good. I do the same thing. I always ask people, well, what are you eating? And what do you enjoy to eat? Okay, Mm -hmm. let's up-level this. Instead of thinking what we're taking away, let's think about what we're actually including that's really good for you. I find the simplest things are good ingredients and delicious recipes. Your go-tos that you can, and especially with two young boys, I bet you have some really good go-to recipes there. Yes, and I don't do anything fancy. I have to be pretty quick and efficient and (laughs) (laughs) family-friendly. That sounds like a stir fry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know it. (laughs) We were talking a little bit about community. I work with a lot of women that have PKD or their partners have PKD. They've had, they have children also. And so I get a lot of questions about, you know, how do I help my children eat healthy or how should I approach this? Uh, How do you do that in your own life? You told us a little bit about how your changes in eating are benefiting your kids, but how do you approach having PKD, supporting your own health and also raising your children? Part of it is I like to make them part of whatever I'm doing. So I talk them through why I'm eating this way and how I am focusing on my health. And they're aware that I have PKD and they just say, mommy has big kidneys with spots on them. So that's kind of the level of information they're getting right now, because I want to make sure there's no stigma associated with this. And when they get older, if, and when they feel like they want to get tested themselves, they have more knowledge and the wherewithal to deal with the outcome of that testing. But the other thing that I'm really leaning into lately is having a community of like-minded women that I can talk to and help to inspire as well. So I actually started a Facebook group called PKD Mamas because as a busy mom with two young kids, I was really struggling to find the right group with which to discuss all of the stuff that is pertinent to women. So I started this group and started easily making connections with other women on a similar path in life. This has allowed us as a group some safety and some privacy to discuss topics that are pertinent to our health and to the health of our children. Received some pretty amazing feedback since starting the group. So I'm motivated to keep it growing and to welcome any mother living with PKD who is searching for her people. We've already talked about how life-changing community can be, but it doesn't mean you have to have only one. You can have different little pods that you can go to for different topics. And I, I just, the comfort that I get from talking to other moms who are roughly my age with little kids who have PKD, who are juggling so many things and trying to look after everybody. It's just, it's been really wonderful. So PKD mamas, you said moms who have PKD. Can people also join if their partners have PKD and they have children, whether they know if their children inherited PKD or not? Currently, that is not the case, but I think it needs to be opened up to include women who are partners of somebody with PKD or parents of kids with PKD. So that is the direction I hope to take it in the very near future. 
Oh, fantastic. Because I have a lot of people reach out to me who find out on a sonogram that their child has, you know, cyst on their kidneys or their mm-hmm. their husband or wife has PKD and, you know, they're they're thinking about having children, already have children. And so I will direct them your way because yes. that's a scary, that's that's a scary time. Mm-hmm. It um, certainly is. Absolutely. And and I want to go back to something you said with your own kids. You said that you're going to give them the choice when they're able to make their own choices to uh, see if they have PKD. Tell me more about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm doing this because this is what my mom did for me. She said to me, so I think probably when I was a young teenager, I would have started asking questions like, how does this impact me? What do I do? And she said, when you're ready, when you're a bit older, I support you, you can go and get tested. But this was not something she was going to have done for me until I was ready. And so that's why when I was 17, my uncle was just about to have his transplant. And I said, you know what? I think it's time that I find out. And so I did. And I felt there was a little bit of empowerment there, being able to make that choice for myself. But man, it was overwhelming and terrifying. And I probably could have waited a bit because I was not symptomatic or anything. But um, I made the choice and I moved forward. So that's what I want my boys to be able to do is to get tested when they're ready. Unless for some reason we accidentally find out, I'm not going to hide it from them. But ideally I would have them say, you know what, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to take it on. And hopefully because of what I've shared with them over the years, they feel ready and able to do that. I love that choice. I know some, you know, some people I've worked with have definitely, their stuff has happened with their children. So they're aware, but they still haven't confirmed with diagnosis. And stateside, it used to be the case that a lot of people didn't want a diagnosis on their medical record because of health insurance reasons, because we don't have universal health care. I mean, that has changed now that you can't be excluded because of pre-existing condition. You've done some work with the PKD Foundation in Canada, yes? Yes, I have. Tell me a little bit about what they're working on or what you're working on with them so people can check it out or get involved. I connected with um, Jeff, who's a director of the foundation last year, and we just really hit it off because we have a lot in common. We have similar goals and we are both advocates for PKD patients and for bringing better information to patients and helping patients get better care. So I've just kind of joined them in their efforts to both raise money, awareness, and education for the community. And we are going to continue doing that uh, for years to come. And we don't have a specific project in the works right now, but I think just this new relationship has been very beneficial, definitely for me to get to learn what the foundation is all about. And they really are very important in this journey uh, especially for Canadians with PKD, because they are like a first touch point for anyone who gets diagnosed. So if you're listening and you haven't checked out PKD Foundation of Canada, please do. They're wonderful people. They have lots of great resources and they are here to support everyone. That's funny because next I was going to ask you where you would direct someone who's newly diagnosed. And like you read my mind, there you are. And I've seen quite a few interviews that Jeff has done. And one thing I really like about PKD Canada, because I follow different PKD groups all over the world, he does a lot of um, very early discussion on diet and 
new dietary changes or even um, interventions with PKD. And it's kind of like, here's what the studies say. Here's what we know. It's not advocating for or against, but it's educating mm-hmm. and giving people their own options. And I really respect yes. that. Yes. I, I love that. It's giving people the information and letting them do what they wish with it. I think that's that ultimately is what empowers patients. Exactly. Let's tell you what this is, how it works, Mm -hmm. and you can make your own best choices for yourself and your life. Definitely. I think a a lot of people that reach out to me on online, usually on Instagram are saying, you know, what are your thoughts on keto and should I do it? Well, I don't want to go around saying do keto, don't do keto. It's I want to help with the education bit so that they have the wherewithal to say, hmm, keto is for me or it's not, you know, I don't want to just tell people what to do because I think that's not going to help on the journey. And it's also not going to help the next generation either. And I feel like with a lot of dietary changes, people impulse shop on them. Like they see someone who has really good results and they jump at it without pausing to go into, okay, well, why and how would this benefit me? How do I do it safely? There's no yes or no for anything. Mm-hmm. It's so individual. Definitely. Yeah, I get not. a lot of questions about keto too, but yeah. but I also the, developed the plant-focused ketogenic yes. protocol. Of course. So. I don't like telling people what to do because I don't know them, right? It's not fair. So I try to help just guide them in the right direction to go and get the information that they're seeking. I just like being part of the conversation that makes me feel good. And I hope it's helpful to the community. Being a trusted part of of the conversation, which I I think is important. Speaking from experience. Well, I remember when you posted a picture of yourself and then a picture of your, I think, MRI. Mm -hmm. And um, pretty powerful. A lot of people... They wouldn't have done that because it would have felt kind of scary. It's amazing how people respond to that. Tell yes. me some of the responses you got when you introduced yourself and showed that. Well, first of all, I just want to say that was terrifying for me <laughs> to be that vulnerable, <laughs> but um, I'm getting better at it because I think it's important to do. And I feel I am brave enough to do that. So I should keep doing it to inspire others to feel like they're not alone. I've had a lot of support, a lot of really great comments, or some people were surprised to see that that's what's going on inside of me, but I am just facing it head on and I'm not, I have nothing to hide. I'll just keep speaking about it and keep showing it because I think we all have a lot to learn from that. And I do think it brings people together and community is so important. So I will keep using my lovely MRIs as an example and (laughs) try to inspire people to make the best of things, regardless of how big or ugly their kidneys are. <laughs> right. And the thing is with PKD, you don't have control about what you inherited or what gene mutated. It's not worth putting your energy towards that. It's mm-hmm. looking at the proactive and positive ways you can live your life and impact it. That's where you want your energy to go to. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people are looking for answers about what the future will look like. And nobody can answer that because we all progress differently. There's not one pattern. Like I, my progression is different than my mom's and hers was different from her siblings. There's really no one way of this happening. So we can't predict the future. And that's something I have really struggled with myself. And I often get messages from people who are newly diagnosed looking for some sort of inspiration or words of encouragement. And I think this is probably a good space to share what I would normally say, but to anyone who is newly diagnosed, I like to say that time may feel like it's standing still right now, but 
this is not the end. This is the beginning of a new journey for you. And life gets better when you learn to work with your diagnosis rather than against it. And I promise you, you will start to feel empowered rather than trapped. And the best place to start is by finding community. And thankfully, social media makes it so much easier these days. So get out there and find your people, ask them all your questions, learn as much as you can from others and seek inspiration from their stories. Know that you're not in this alone and that your support team is much wider than just medical professionals. Also, I'd say try to remain positive because there is so much good to be found in life, even with chronic illness. Got a little, little bit of goosebumps there, but <laughs> I would love to finish today with something a little fun. I like to finish with, if you're game, to do a fun five questions just to wrap it up with some fun stuff so that people can learn a little bit more about you. Sure. Okay, great. First up, growing up, what did you want to be? Oh gosh, uh, a mother. <laughs> I really wanted to have kids. That's the easiest answer. <laughs> there you go. And if you had to pick one food to eat every single day, what would it be? Eggs, 100% eggs. Great source of nutrients, guys. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a good choice. If you had the option to travel anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? I would go back to Thailand because it is one of the most beautiful places I have ever been. And the people there are so lovely and welcoming. So if I could transport myself anywhere, I would go to Thailand. How was the food? Amazing. I I could live there forever. <laughs> so tasty. <laughs> well, we know where to find you if you move. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've never been to Thailand, but I'll bump it up on my list. If I got a hold of your phone and started scrolling in your pictures, which would have the most pictures, your family, food, or your puppy? My family. Oh, yeah. I have those like two cute kiddos. 50,000 photos on my phone. <laughs> Mostly of them. <laughs> no storage left. No storage left. <laughs> Last question for you. What project, research, or work around PKD is exciting you right now? I think I just get excited by the general awareness that there is so much more that we can do as PKD patients, but also I get excited about the fact that there are so many smart people out there working on research to come up with, you know, better medications, potentially more beneficial diets and supplements. So I'm excited because I do feel like there's a lot coming down the pipeline and things will get better for us. Certainly much better for the next generation. I feel the same. I feel right now is the time where everything is just growing in how much we're learning. So mm -hmm. I agree. Was there anything that I missed that is important for folks to know about you? Um, I don't think so. I could just share where they can find me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Tell listeners where they can find you online and how to connect with you. Mm -hmm. So if you're on Instagram, please come follow me at pkd.wellness. That's where I'm most active on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, or to learn more about me or PKD Wellness, please check out my website, which is pkdwellness.ca. I love engaging with people online, so please don't hesitate to reach out at any time. And make sure to sign up uh, with her email because I know there's some good stuff coming from Kira uh, in the future, so you don't want to miss it. Yes, well, please. thank you so much for coming on PKD Dietitian today. 
I really love your advocacy and how you approach having PKD, but also connecting with other people. Uh, so thank you for all that you, the work that you do. Thank you. And Diana, I wanted to say that you are so valuable to PKDers because offering dietary support that is proactive is so important and you give us hope for the future and you help us to see, you help us to feel seen and validated. So thank you for all that you do for our community. Ah, shucks. I think I just blushed a little bit. Well, <laughs> that's all for today's show, folks. I hope you really enjoyed this as much as I did. Yeah.